Hello and welcome to this episode of the EMG Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Julianne Locke and today's podcast will discuss how best to treat women with psoriatic disease and ask what else should we take into consideration. This educational podcast has been funded by UCB, in which the position and discussion might not necessarily represent the position of UCB. In this podcast, we will explore the topic of women with psoriasis that has a joint involvement. We discuss the benefits of shared decision-making and how clinicians can raise the standards of care for women. To discuss this, I'm joined by Professor Paolo Gisandi. Professor Paolo Gisandi is an Associate Professor of Dermatology and Venerology at the University Hospital of Verona in Italy. He has specialised in psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis for over two decades and splits his work between clinical research and patient clinics. Paolo is an Executive Committee Member of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology, the EADV, and a member of the Group for Research and Assessment of Psoriasis and Psoriatic Arthritis, or GRAPA, and of the International Psoriasis Council, IPC. Professor Gisandi has been Associate Editor of the British Journal of Dermatology for the Epidemiology Section and Dermatology and Therapy. He has published over 250 articles in peer-reviewed journals, and his main scientific interests include the epidemiological, clinical and therapeutic aspects of chronic plague psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Professor Gisanti, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So I suppose let's start at the beginning. It's always a good place to start. Psoriasis is not just a skin disease. What else should dermatologists be considering with patients presenting with psoriasis? Yes, Julie, you are right. Uh, psoriasis, uh, particularly moderate to serious psoriasis, is associated to comorbidities, uh, including metabolic comorbidities such as obesity, metabolic syndrome, non-alcoholic fat liver disease, and they are quite frequent. Uh, up to 30-40% of patients with moderate to severe psoriasis. Then, of course, there is the association with inflammatory disorder. Um, first of all, psoriatic arthritis, which affect approximately one-third of patients with psoriasis. And this association with psoriatic arthritis is very important for dermatologists. The uh, link that uh, associates psoriasis with psoriatic arthritis are many links, uh, genetics, uh, environmental factor, and uh, uh, a link associated to specific localization of uh, psoriasis that have been recognized as uh, a risk factor for the development of psoriatic arthritis, such the involvement of the nails, such the involvement of the scalps and the, the folds. And uh, in this context, uh, the dermatologist uh, could act as the sentinel of psoriatic arthritis. What do I mean? I mean that uh, the dermatologist uh, is uh, the first physician that could investigate and assess patients 
for potential development of psoriatic arthritis because in most of patients, let's say 80% of patients, firstly starts psoriasis and then psoriatic arthritis. So you mentioned there psoriatic arthritis and it is commonly underdiagnosed, isn't it? So why are there challenges faced by both clinicians and indeed patients in getting a diagnosis? Yes, it's uh, difficult to diagnose uh, psoriatic arthritis for many reasons. Firstly, we have not a serum biomarker for psoriatic arthritis like, for instance, we have for rheumatoid arthritis. So, of course, we can screen the patient for uh, CRP, erythrocyte sedimentation rate, but these uh, uh, biomarkers are not specific for the diagnosis of PSA. What about symptoms? Arthralgia, of course, is common, is frequent, but it is very are specific for diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis. Why? Because arthralgia could be associated with osteoarthritis, could be associated with fibromyalgia, could be associated with gout, with many other differential diagnoses of psoriatic arthritis. So symptoms are not specific. And what about other findings? Of course, imaging is a very powerful resource for an early detection of psoriatic arthritis. But imaging uh, like ultrasonography and magnetic resonance imaging are something that are more in the hands of rheumatologists than dermatologists. Normally, dermatologists do not perform uh, imaging by ultrasounds. So they need to refer the patient. But ultrasonography is essential to, for an early detection of the first sign of psoriatic arthritis. Moreover, psoriatic arthritis, from a, a clinical point of view, is also uh, polymorphic as a presentation. Could uh, widely range as a clinical presentation according to the clinical domain that is involved by psoriatic arthritis. For instance, uh, peripheral arthritis uh, has a different presentation compared to axial involvement, that has, of course, a, dif a different presentation compared to enthesitis or dactylitis. So also this wide range of clinical presentation make a difference, make an important point in the uh, detection of psoriatic arthritis. So what could a dermatologist do? The use of screening questionnaire is recommended, is very useful for our clinical practice. Screening questionnaire are structured questionnaire validated questionnaire, also translated in different languages. There are many. There, are, uh, there, are, there is also uh, uh, the, the opportunity to use more than one questionnaire. And uh, I, I think it's an honest and a powerful way for screening the patient and identify those patients who need a rheumatological referral. 
a serious dermatological referral that is the first step for uh, early detection. So you talk there about the challenges in getting a diagnosis. Sometimes there's overlapping symptoms or symptoms which could be other conditions as well. So when treating a patient with psoriasis, are there treatment options available to clinicians that when managing their psoriasis could potentially prevent PSA from developing or at least reduce the severity of any PSA that does develop? This is a key point, Julianne. I, what I mean is that uh, very recently, manuscript studies have been published, including one from my uh, department, from my clinic, that suggest treatment for moderate uh, to severe psoriasis with biologic, but also with conventional, could be useful for the inhibition, the prevention, the mitigating the risk of PSA development in patients with moderate to severe psoriasis. Of course, these early data need to be confirmed for sure, but the signal is going in that direction that is very important because in this setting, dermatologists is uh, could be also not only useful, useful for an early detection, but also for a prevention of psoriatic arthritis in patients with moderate to severe psoriasis. Uh, yes, we should consider that biologics, for instance, are interfering with different signal pathways that are in common between uh, psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis from a pathogenic point of view. Uh, the interference with uh, some key cytokine that is in common between uh, the, both the disease could be a rational for a, a, a prevention in this setting. Of course, uh, we have only observational data and studies uh, since uh, so far. Uh, why? Because it's very difficult to perform a randomized controlled trials. And so we have data that, that are limited because they are only observational data with all the bias of the observational and retrospective studies. But there is a rationale for that. And there is a rationale for... Uh, investigating deeply more these issues. So it's interesting there that you talk about the treatment of psoriasis could potentially, you know, mitigate the risk of PSA developing or at least reduce the severity of that. And we've established a background of the condition as well there. But for this podcast, we really want to focus on the impacts on women. So how does gender impact both on the clinical presentation of psoriatic disease and I suppose the way that care is provided? Yes, this is a, a very important point, Julienne. And uh, I can start discussing this point with uh, uh, a storytelling, the case of Julia. Uh, Julia uh, is a young female patient with uh, uh, diffuse psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. I was treating her successfully with a biological treatment and uh, I received for a control visit Julia, and uh, she was alone, but when uh, she came into the clinic, uh, she said to me, Paolo, today we are two of us. And I said, what? You are alone? No, no, we have two of us. 
so she was pregnant. So uh, I realized that uh, I didn't uh, uh, investigate and um, ask her uh, earlier the issues of uh, pregnancy planning. And this experience changed a lot my practice today. And for a female, but also for a male patient, also if a male patient uh, wants to become father, you know, and uh, I investigate in a young patient uh, these issues regularly nowadays. Uh, and there are, sure, there are uh, several differences in uh, uh, psoriatic arthritis between male and female. Uh, there are studies confirming that women with PSA experience uh, longer symptom duration, higher disability score and fatigue severity, higher disease activity, more polyarthritis and larger number of swollen joints, high tender joint count and more pain, particularly the issues of patient-reported outcome uh, such as fatigue and functional index are more impaired in female than in male. And moreover, uh, regarding the response to treatment, that is a very important point, uh, female experience higher rates of inadequate response and treatment discontinuation and are more likely to experience uh, uh, an inadequate response sooner than uh, males. And then, of course, uh, also the uh, depression uh, frequency prevalence is higher in uh, women than in, in men. And it's very important to consider these differences in gender in the management of patients with PSA. And the other point I want to focus is regarding the work impairment. Uh, women experience worse quality of life and also greater work impairment compared to males, and the work productivity is impaired compared to males. And uh, so, in general, the, the issues of uh, quality of life and functional uh, uh, a functional impairment is more affected in female than in male. And uh, the, the other issue is considering the uh, fertile period of the woman when it's very important to provide her with an effective but also compatible treatment. But also to discuss the issues of uh, uh, pregnancy planning earlier uh, when I received the patient and I plan for our uh, therapeutic uh, plan, a therapeutic uh, strategy. I suppose there you spoke about the importance of discussing family planning with her, but also the need for shared decision making. So what conversations should clinicians be having with their patients in order to maybe reduce the impacts on, the, on her quality of life and improve her outcomes? Yeah. The, Julie, the, there are several considerations when a male physician, male dermatologist approach a female patient. Firstly, the localization of psoriasis uh, make a difference 
in the visit itself because uh, uh, female patients may feel very embarrassed to show to a man uh, psoriasis localization in, in sensitive areas but also the sensitive area not only means uh, genital areas but what is sensitive for the patient including the nails for instance that are visible and uh, but for a male for a female hands and nails uh, um, could localization could feel the the woman the patient very embarrassed to show this lesion and also the relevance for the patient having the psoriasis located in this area is different compared to men and also compared to a male patient that is visited from a, a, a male physician in this term uh, the relationship is very delicate is very um, it's very important uh, to be delicate in this approach. It's interesting there that you talk about psoriatic arthritis can have a huge impact on the quality of life for female patients. What can psoriatic arthritis mean in terms of the quality of life of the female patient? What kind of uh, pattern, I mean all the pattern uh, of psoriatic arthritis interfere with daily life, uh, axial pattern, uh, peripheral pattern, also uh, oligoarthritis. In the case of Julia, I remember that the, her problem was the knees, just one knees, uh, but it was uh, very painful, very uh, swollen, and so the issues was uh, just one knees, but uh, interfere with walking, uh, interfere with uh, uh, domestic uh, activities. Uh, with work activities and also uh, with the taking care of her son. Psychological aspect of psoriatic arthritis, uh, as, uh, as we discussed before, are related to the fact that the, the women uh, feel not uh, good enough for uh, exert their activity in different uh, parts of their life, uh, as I said, uh, with the uh, house, uh, with the family, with the work. Uh, and so they uh, feel uh, not uh, uh, powerful enough, not efficient enough for the standard of the today's society and for the standard that uh, the women uh, herself, themselves, uh, make for them. So as you're saying there, it's important as well for women. There's a, there's a psychological aspect on how she might feel as a result of this condition. And it is vital that we improve the quality of life for all our patients. So with reference to women in particular, how as clinicians can we raise the standard of care? And how do you try and do this with your female patients? Yes, the, uh, the key point is to start an effective and compatible treatment earlier. So not to lose time. Not to lose time with uh, treatment that uh, I know from the beginning are not uh, efficient enough in resolving, uh, facing the, the, the patient problem. 
And this is particularly true for a young patient. In the dermatology setting, we have uh, described the concept of cumulative course, life course impairment, meaning that if the disease starts earlier on and is associated with arthritis and then is associated with depression, anxiety, and then with metabolic comorbidities, can uh, stop, make an inhibition in the realization, full realization of the human being. And of course, this is more true, more likely when psoriasis starts early than when it starts at 80, for instance, you know. And so for a young patient, female young patient it's very important that the therapy effective and compatible is initiated early i suppose i'm wondering as well should clinicians be having conversations with women maybe being a bit more respectful of the pain that they report we know women often are um maybe not taken as seriously when they report pain but also should we be having conversations with patients figuring out what's their priority Yes, the discussion of symptom is very important in the patient perspective because the patient feel listened when we discuss about their symptom. From the other point of view, in the physician perspective, it's very important also to document to score, to assess the skin involvement, the joint involvement, the intestinal involvement. So it's very important to have a balance between recording the patient reported outcome, the issues of quality of life, the pain assessment that are very subjective for the patient, but also to link to this symptom an objective, let's when the patient feels that you listen to him, to her, they feel uh, it's very important because uh, if the first step for the trust is the first step for, uh, for the trust and the trust is needed for the adherence to the treatment. And you mentioned their patient reported outcomes. You know, should clinicians understand or recognize that maybe using patient reported outcomes is slightly different between men and women? Yeah, the, 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 the vast score related to pain, related to itching, related to uh, the uh, functional impairment of the disease are usually more uh, um, addressed, more impaired in uh, women than in men, in, in, in psoriatic arthritis, but also in psoriasis. And are there particular things that the female patient should be considering if she is planning on having a pregnancy? Will her PSA get worse or might it get better? Or what are the impacts of a pregnancy on her condition? Yes, uh, this is uh, depends uh, from uh, woman to woman. You know, it's difficult to have a standard reply to this question. Um, but in, in general, 
I have observed that after the, the, the pregnancy, psoriatic arthritis tend to worsen. And so it's very important that at this stage we are very close to the, to the, the woman because to help her in case of worsening and to provide her with effective treatment. So we've covered quite a lot of the issues that female patients are facing and indeed their clinicians are facing when looking to, to give their patients the best outcomes. I guess I want to ask you a personal question now. What advancements have you seen and that you think are on the horizon that will really help to improve the quality of care of female patients? But uh, honestly, in the field of uh, psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis, uh, the uh, possibility to use uh, biological disease uh, uh, modifying drug uh, are helpful, are very important, is very important for us uh, and for to provide the best care uh, for the patient uh, for sure. And um, from a therapeutic point of view, from a diagnostic point of view, I think that the um, collaboration between dermatologists and rheumatologists is crucially important for providing the best tools for the patient, uh, for the best uh, diagnostic and therapeutic strategy. Indeed, there's an awful lot coming down the line and this working together between rheumatology and dermatology really will help enhance the life and the quality of life of of all patients. I think it's important to recognise. So thank you so much to Professor Gisandi for this informative discussion on the considerations clinicians should have when treating female patients with psoriatic arthritis. I suppose how we need to think beyond her skin and we really need to consider the impact on her joints to make sure that women are being given the best possible care. One of the big challenges going forward will be maybe to find a biomarker that's going to highlight our psoriasis patients that are at risk of developing psoriatic arthritis. But it's great now that we're starting to see some evidence that treatments for psoriasis may reduce the the severity, I suppose, of any psoriatic arthritis that does develop. And that clinicians should be really making shared decisions with their female patients around what symptoms are important for her to manage to improve her quality of life and of course that vital issue around family planning. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and if you are interested in more topics do remember to visit our archives for plenty of great podcasts covering many health related topics. For now though stay safe and stay well and I hope to have you back again on this EMG Health podcast very soon. Bye for now. 